I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Grains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am here with another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge, aka uh, at Sar at Hell World Sarge. That's me from the internet. And the mysterious L at Hell World L. Hello, my beautiful babies. Just classic hello this week. No spin on it. I'm firmly in the United States of America speaking the king's former English, which is now the bastardized <laughs> American English. The king's English, eh? Not not the queen. He goes all the way back to the yeah, king. Yeah, Doug, what? I'm going back to when men had the power back when Caucasians are the ones with the Chinese military abs, all right? I re- I'm going I, back to the real times. I see you're a big Joe Rogan fan. He said if we keep getting any woker, white men are just going to be silenced. We will lose all power. And we won't be allowed to talk anymore. It'll be like reverse Handmaid's Tale. Oh, that would be a true oppression to know that uh, Joe Rogan won't be getting a nine-figure contract for uh, talking to Alex Jones and other right-wing chuds, as it were. <laughs> also, Men's Handmaid's Tale doesn't sound that bad, right? Is it? Is the whole point of that is that they just like they're meant to their their life is procreation. Like you know, you throw me, you can throw me in a bonnet and just. If we're keeping that metaphor going, that means if you're fertile, another man will like lie under you while a, a woman procreates on top of you. That's fine. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Let's do this thing. Not again. This doesn't sound like a bad plan. So this is cool. I keep, tra- uh, yeah, I keep trying to tell you guys I'm not this, and you're like, no. Sound well, I mean, I've already better. got like the rough dim- dimension and like body texture of like a mattress or futon or sofa. So I feel like. I feel like I feel like saying that people are going to be lying on top and or underneath of me is not a deal breaker. Anyway, the show 
This show is already going crazy. I say that like every episode now. It's just like, well, this was already off the rails. I mean, maybe I should just expect that the rails are kind of fucked up at the beginning. Yeah, yeah we're like we're like the Toontown trolley. It's just bouncing all over the place. That that's how we operate here. Uh, but we're gonna let you know that we're gonna go to some weird places as usual. <laughs> this is QAnon, and QAnon gets bad at times. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Uh, in, in an update of uh, this dumb stuff that happens uh, between me and QAnon promoters, uh, Jordan Sather has yet to take me up on my offer of either getting into a fist fight with Sarge or playing me in poker online. Yeah, I, I just Jordan saw Sather a picture. I have a bone to pick with you. I just saw a picture of Jordan Sather the other day. You said he was a scrawny weenus. That dude's jacked, and you were like, "Sarge will fight him." He's not. He's not jacked. You're out of your mind. He's like what? a dude. I need you. You need to send me a, a a picture of him then, because the picture I saw showed him flexing, and Jordan Sather appears to be cut. So uh, I have never seen cut Jordan Sather. So I'm gonna also have- cut, cut or not. He totally misplayed. If he re- if he really wanted to rattle Mike Reigns' cage instead of challenging him to a fist fight, what he would have done is say, "Hey, you should introduce our Twitter handles at the top of the show," which I can't do. I actually can't do it. So I bombed it. I bombed it brutally, and, and I am being rightly scolded for my crimes. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. I, I deserve every crumb of that, and I'm taking it. I'm taking it and acknowledging it. Uh, but I did have uh, your, your actual adversary, your nemesis in the QAnon community, uh, the shoddy photographer Martin Geddes, uh, reached out so to, to uh, declare that he hoped that I would find peace and that my miserable, horrible existence would one day uh, find atonement for all the evil I am spitting <laughs> into the world, and that I will finally, yeah, and that I'll finally not be the embittered, miserable, churlish monster that I am, and I will be a polite, gentle soul in the in the universe. I'm not Doctor Orpheus because, like, I'm just over here. I'm just like, when do I get my QAnon nemesis? I don't think I. I, I, the, I think the problem is I don't at enough people when I when I'm doing like my snarky tweets and replies to tweets. I need to start like acting trying to provoke these people i, I think i have added matt gates a couple of times but as far as i know i'm still not blocked by him if he blocks me do, do, can i claim him as my nemesis <laughs> i took him to the bat <laughs> i mean a lot of guys apparently have phones in jail now so he'll he, he, there's a good chance you can keep that relationship going once he goes away because he will be going away. Yeah, I'm uh, catfish him while he's in prison, pretending to be a 17 year old girl from Florida. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. Do we want to segue into the news from there? That We're already good. talking about Matt Gates. That sounds reasonable. Let's get on. Let's get on with this. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. <laughs> I uh, I love our news notes. Uh, written up for me to uh, badly do segues, but it, I've got Joel Greenberg folds slash Matt Gates probably fucked. So, well, uh, it seems like that's kind of the reason why Matt Gates is probably going to be going to jail <laughs> is all the yes. fucking that he was doing. Uh, I saw reports earlier this week that they said that due to the testimony they were getting from Greenberg and potentially other corroborating sources that they have Gates in the room doing cocaine. Uh, with underage women and then uh, having sex with them having after they have been paid to do have sex with them, which 
uh, I just love the idea of Matt Gates as just this crazy party animal who's just doing blow and just screwing anything that walks into his field of vision. And it's just like... This That's is what a- happens when you're Tucker Carlson's bagman, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> from sources that I can't cite. But, you know, so for legal reasons, I mean, allegedly, but we I, all know I, the truth. I understand why Tucker Carlson was immediately just, like, distancing himself when Matt Gates tried to glob onto him. He's like, don't, don't fucking put me in the room with you, you lunatic. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the heir to the Swanson Empire. I don't need this show where I promote white nationalism and other bullshit. I just do this to get my rocks off. I ain't going to jail for this shit. What are you talking about, kid? I mean, that was that was Tuck's reaction, and it was also funny on uh, like Infowars and stuff. You had Roger Stone and Alex Jones just going to the floor for Matt Gates one day. Oh yeah, and, they, then, and then the next day they just forgot who he was. They have not said who about him. He did not exist anymore, and I, you just get the feeling that well, a lot now, of- now, he, now he gets to hang around with the the QAnon GOP clique and rip yeah. his mask off in fucking Congress or whatever, and just be like, "I'll take my fun for freedom." It's like, "Fuck you, goons, you idiots." I, I just love that this is allegedly the core tenet of QAnon is protecting children from sexual predators and who is Marjorie Taylor Greene hanging out with? A guy who's about to go to jail for paying minors for sex. I mean he should be anathema to her QAnon should be like, no Marjorie no, why are you hanging out with Matt Gates? That's so bad and instead they're just like, yeah, MTG and Gates 2024 unless the God Emperor runs then fuck them and go Trump (laughs) And like, meanwhile, they're they're fucking all up in arms over the fact that Bill Gates was hanging out with Jeremy Epstein. Now, I'm not here to go to bat for billionaires or anything, but as far as I know, like, there haven't been any reports of Bill Gates fucking kids with Jeremy Epstein, just that they were in the same room together a bunch. So it's just Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, who do I keep saying? Jeremy. Jeremy, damn it, no, Jeffrey. Well, Jeremy Epstein's his cousin. He was there too, but Jeffrey, (laughs) the one you know, the one, the one that totally committed suicide in prison. so it's just great where it's just like one person actively being like uh, like about to go to jail probably for it. Uh, and they're just like, he's cool, whatever. He's white and male. And they're just like, well, what about this other white male who's just hanging out with a monster? But you insist that means it's proof of his Ecuadorian child slave rig. It's like, eh, whatever. Fuck that guy. Yeah, they had Greenberg so dead to rights. They, they were like, we are going to be sending you away for 33 years. And now he's down to going away for six years based on his cooperation. So they've he gave them a lot of information to knock over 20 years off his sentence. Yeah, when you're shaving two dimes off your prison term, you have put in work. I mean, that was what, what Michael Flynn was supposed to be doing uh, when he was literally going to get probation. and that But that was before he got Sidney Powell on his case, and then he became a QAnon grifter and all that other fun stuff. I mean, it's what, it's what happens when you're the first guy, well, beyond Greenberg, when you're the first big name to get caught – <laughs> you got to move. You got to move and get a deal and get it quick. And that, that's like kind of the, the $64 question here is, is like, can Gates roll over on anyone? Does he have dirt on DeSantis? Does he have dirt on anyone else in the Florida Republican Party? Or is he the big fish? Is he the guy that goes down for all of it? Period. I mean, oh, man, I didn't even think about who Gates might be able to flip on. Is it, but I mean, is it just me? Like, 
you know, Matt Gates is a guy we talk about a lot because he's a QAnon idiot and like a pederast. But, uh, you know, at the same time, like, I'm not sure what level of juice he has. He doesn't strike me as being particularly powerful. I mean, he's he's uh, he's a son of a really rich dude, and he's a congressman. He's on Fox News a bunch, but it is, it is and he was he was kind of like one of Trump's guys in the in the in their little clique of people that Trump trusted. Because, but I mean, but now it just seems like it, it like it seems like he's already just sort of been shunted off to the side where they can cut him loose easily, right? Oh, like, it, yeah, like it no longer seems like he had like whatever juice he may have had when Trump was the guy and Matt Gates was like his dumb buddy. Like Trump is out of office now. Gates is being investigated and it seems like he's just sort of like, well, I've got my crew around me, right, guys? And it's like, you know, only the hardcore QAnon losers are still like sniffing around him and everybody else is just like, eh, we don't really know that dude. Like, we, we, <laughs> used, to, we used to see that guy around, but he was never really a friend, you know? <laughs> Matt Gates, coffee boy. He's in the office a couple of times. Barely even know him, exactly. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Matt Gates, never heard of him. Well, then what about these photos we have of you, like, standing <laughs> next to him? It's just like, well, I mean, I didn't know him, know him. You know, like he was kind of there, but you know, it was fine. Like, yeah, the, AKA the Trump Epstein defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, the, no, that was Trump keeping his friends close and his enemies closer. That's why he was hanging out with Epstein, <laughs> to get the dirt on him. He was reporting back to the White Hats of all his intel he got on Epstein. But uh, I mean, the one thing I would say is is that uh, Gates at least was probably relevant when DeSantis was a nobody running for the governorship of Florida. And the only reason why he won the Republican nomination was because he was like the hardest core Trumpist in the, in the group. So if you were like a lunatic Trump supporter in uh, 2018, you probably were like hanging out with Matt Gates, begging for that Matt Gates rub to try to make yourself look good for the mega crowd. So it's like, if those two lives intersected too much, I think we need to retire time. the phrase Matt Gates rub. Like it probably <laughs> it probably means means a lot of, a, a lot of a lot of rough stuff now. <laughs> yes. Let's just say, but uh, motion carry. Uh, speaking of hanging out with Matt Gates, though, it, he was hanging out with MTG, and we have a new new old video of her just making the rounds. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Before she was even in Congress, she was apparently stalking uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and being a creepy weirdo. Who she? She just she she tried to get into a dust up with recently, right? She like yes. chased her down outside of like a session and demanded a debate or whatever. Yeah, like, yes. Fight me right now! <laughs> fight me on the Green New Deal, you Soros funded commie! It's it, just this dumb theater these these are the stunts you try to pull to get on tv so you can be on fox more often like that's the thing that's like so ridiculous about her is it's so obvious that all she cares about is growing the marjorie taylor green brand yeah she she's never gonna pass a bill in her life even if the republicans ever control congress she has no i no desire to do any work well, it's the same thing with uh, what's her name, Lauren Bobert, or how? Oh, absolutely, yeah, Bobert, yeah. Where, where, she, where it was just like before anyone, before she was anyone with any sort of power, she was just a lady promoting her business by having all of their employees actively carry firearms, and it's just like, yeah. oh, well, now she must really care about politics and definitely not just try to, you know, build her brand. It's like, fuck you, you're all so transparent. 
yeah, they just want to show up and say I or nay on the bill, and that's it. They, there's no one who actually wants to do any work to craft anything. I mean, that's I'm all sh- they that's all they left her with. They stripped her of all her committees, so now all she can and has time to do is keep her name in the news and. Well, before, I guess, a few years back, when she had even more time on her hands, what she would do is yell at AOC through the mail slot to her office to take off her diaper. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, I mean, I can kind of see what you're going for there. But, you know, in a lot of contexts, that just sounds like creepily sexual or like it's, it's not the sort of sick bird you think it is. And also, man, there there have already been the the people the denizens of the internet have already been putting in the good work to uh, take screen grabs of that. And, and like, and in yes, a lot of those screen have. grabs, MTG looks incredibly unbalanced. Like, yeah, lots all of the that. Joker comparisons. Uh, it's just one of these crazy things to me is that she was the vetted establishment candidate for the Republicans in that race. They picked her over a bunch of MAGA idiots who all were literally the same person. I remember right before her runoff election was held, someone posted uh, like camp- like a screen grab of the two campaign videos of her and her opponent who was like some doctor dude from Georgia. And both of them were holding AR-15s. Both of them had like things on the screen that were like Trump good. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's just it's so mind blowing to me that they didn't vet this woman in any way, shape, or form. And that when all the QAnon stuff came out and all the rest of it, none of them were like, you know, we could go with this doctor guy who loves Trump and save ourselves all the QAnon embarrassment. And they're like, nah, we like we like the cut of her gym. We like the fact that she's absolutely stark raving mad and will go to the mat for this dumb shit and really wants to get on Fox News every week. So, so how, do, do you think there was some sort of like cold political calculus working where it was just like demographically her being a like fit blonde lady was important? So they had to so like they, they were just like, we're going to tap this fit blonde lady instead of any one of this sea of generic white dudes that we already have tons and tons of. Like we have an in the pocket, completely lunatic blonde woman that is willing to stump for us. And so that's the direction we're going. It absolutely could have been. That absolutely could have been some of the decision they made was that, hey, how bad can she be? We would like to have another like. Uh, another woman to be like a talking head on TV espousing our views. This guy isn't going to move the needle at all because he's just a boring dude from Georgia. She's got pizzazz. She's wild. (laughs) She's wacky. I mean, like this one. She is those things. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was kind of the ultra cynical thing they did in Utah um, a while back. There was a, a black woman named Mia Love who they just kept running for Congress in Utah and she finally won so that Republicans could be like, Hey, we got a black woman in Congress. We're totally not racist. We're not misogynists. <laughs> and then uh, in 28, in 2018, when the Democrats won the house, she, Mia Love actually lost her spot in, in the house. And Trump was like, Mia Love, loser, 
boom, roasted, like just immediately threw her under the bus. So it was like the Republicans did all this work to look inclusive, to look like they had a broad demographic of support by being able to have like a couple people of color in their caucus, as it were. And then the moment one of them loses election, Trump just is, is just there to trash them, just well, there I mean, to destroy them. Th- this isn't like, you know, this isn't like a new Republican move. I mean, l- 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 no. l- lest we forget Sarah Palin, Remember Sarah Palin, where it was literally where where she had so little else going for her, aside from just being a crazy that they might as well have just been like, and introducing our latest GOP representative, some woman, isn't <laughs> hey, she? But she could, she could like, see Russia. Yeah, which you <laughs> yeah, when she was in her helicopter shooting wolves with an AR fifteen or whatever, like it's so dumb. <laughs> I, oh, I I have a I have a friend who like literally will like grind his teeth to the point of like breaking a molar, just straight lining from Sarah Palin to Trump, like the box of crazy that was opened by the Republican party when they made that move. Like when you had such an unserious person about to be the vice president for really old guy, John McCain, Mm -hmm. and thus you were putting her like that perilously close to the presidency. And then smash cut to eight years later, we have uh, Donnie two scoops running for the presidency and he's just as dumb as she is. And it's like, yep, this is, this is the Republican party. And also for what, for what it's worth, John McCain did die. Yeah, he he would have made it out of the uh, he would have made it out of the term, but I mean it would have been close. It would have been oh, it would have been it would have been, been close. I prefer my presidents uncaptured. I also prefer them not criminally investigated by New York, but that's just not what we're getting. Well, uh, well, hey, Trump isn't hasn't been reelected president yet. Smash cut to <laughs> smash cut to twenty twenty four. America burning. You bite your tongue. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Uh, oh yeah, all of that. But uh, right now, uh, New York's um, criminal justice system, as it were, starting to uh, show a little ankle to the libs and all the people that want to see Donald Trump or some of his family in prison, as it were by uh, declaring that their civil investigations into the Trump organization now contain a criminal component, that now we are not looking at this as just sort of violations that are punishable by fines or whatever else. Will you? We're actually looking at maybe putting some people behind bars for crimes that they have done. And uh, this has... uh, Suffice it to say, it caused a little bit of reaction in the world. Uh, <laughs> QAnon people are, of course, rolling their eyes and laughing because there's no possible way the God Emperor could ever have committed a crime in his immaculate, pristine life. I actually saw one person say that Robert Mueller investigated every aspect of Donald Trump's life and found nothing. I have no concerns about this investigation. <laughs> and um, Doubt. I can't wait for the inevitable uh, talk about how this is how you introduce evidence in a court of law by being charged with crimes because they did that with Flynn. They were doing that with Gates. They love just totally misstating how the American legal system works when it comes to uh, how evidence is presented in a court of law because – 
This is not how it works in any way, shape, or form. You can't introduce evidence of a different crime into the defense of your case for another crime. <laughs> Trump can't be like, hey, yeah, you're coming after me for tax evasion. Here's this video of Hillary Clinton flaying a child and drinking its blood. And the court's like, oh, shit, we have to take that evidence now. Trump showed it to us while he was under indictment. That's the way it works. Go grab Hillary now. I mean, it's just that, that would be. Quite I, I, I love odd. the idea that there would there would also be no other way to admit that as evidence to like no, just, like there's yeah. no, no no agency you could go to like no, nothing you I mean you could just give it to a like you could just give it to whatever news source you think is the most reputable right like i'm sure one american news would love to run the hillary flaying tape yeah (laughs) literally any newsroom would shove a bus full of nuns off a cliff to get that tape like it just it doesn't make any sense and it never has (laughs) but my partner said the other day, she goes, every time you talk to me, it just goes QAnon. Uh, she, in my head, she said, the tagline is QAnon. To what end? And just every time we bring up anything, it's like, to what end? And I'm like, well, I mean, the, the, this one's really easy to see. Like, if there's a chance that Trump is being criminally investigated, like the like the QAnon spin room has to get to work trying to figure out how that is a domino and his inevitable victory. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he, he he will probably never see the inside of a jail cell, but he could see the inside of it, like an actual dungeon wearing an actual iron mask, uh, like the days of old. And people like like you know the Q supporters would still just be like, well. Being the man in the iron mask is just the next step in a mini step plan for Donald <laughs> Trump to take over the world. Yeah, I, it, yeah. Every defeat is but a, a backward step towards victory that you haven't figured out what they were doing. An elaborate pivot away from what you thought was victory, but shall become victory shortly thereafter. Yeah, Kiwana thinks everything happening in life is like a heist, like a heist in a bad heist movie, (laughs) aka any heist movie, really, where it's just like any anytime anything goes wrong, just kidding, part of a plan, and then like you know, bassy like big a 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it's this is what this is how they always operate. Every everything leads to victory, and if you don't see that, you need to get right in the head and figure that out because we are never losing. We're always winning, even when it looks like we're losing. We're still winning. Biden wins the election, just a trap that we're springing on them down the line. Uh, like vaccinations going all around America. Well, QAnon doesn't actually have an answer for that, except for the fact that like they just want all the people they hate to take the vaccines and then mm-hmm. die. But that kind of defeats their whole narrative. But shut up, whatever. We hate vaccines. We hate you, blah, blah, blah. But the story is always that. The story is always we are actually winning. We are turning this thing around. Unless we're unless we're obviously winning. And then in that case, we're just obviously winning and tough shit, idiot libs. But going back to the idea of Trump being investigated, you've got the QAnon people who are laughing and joking about it. And then you have the broad spectrum of the reality-based community where a bunch of people are of the mindset, well, you know, probably nothing will ever happen. Trump is too rich and too powerful. Anyone who steps to him is going to have to be taking a really big step. 
And I've even mm. I've even seen some people saying like, is arresting Trump that good of an idea? Because probably the people that arrest him are going to start receiving death threats. You're going to have his mob of people attacking that city or whatever it is. Uh, this, for- this to me is an incredibly stupid mentality. Like the the can't win, don't try. It's like no, fuck it. Like if if yeah. you have a legal like. You have a legal and moral obligation to go after him if you can, no matter how pessimistic I am about it ever coming to anything. Like the idea was just like, oh, well, the law enforcement professionals might might start receiving death threats. It's just like, no, you don't reach escape trajectory from prosecution. Well, and unless, then you, the, unless you're the president, I guess. The most wild part to me is a lot of people are looking at the way he's in Florida right now. So if New York criminally charges Trump, they have to go to Florida. And normally this is not a problem at all. And they say, hey, we are criminally charging this person. We are going to arrest them and bring them back to the state where we have criminal charges. Well, the way Florida's state laws are set up, the governor can block extradition to another state. And he could just like protect Trump in Florida so long as he's in power, just saying, no, you can't extradite him to New York. But if he leaves Florida at any point, then if the governor is like basically giving him asylum, like uh, the governor of New Jersey does not like Trump. So every every article that I've seen about this has said that uh, pretty much DeSantis can't actually block this, but he could uh, do all kinds of stuff to drag his feet and try to delay the extradition Mm. and make this a real clown show. And it just gets into this whole thing about the performative nature of Republican politics and how whoever uh, panders to Trump and shows their fealty to Trump and whoever loves Trump the most uh, just rises in the Republican Party. And it's so bizarre. Again, this guy is a one-term president. Lost the popular vote both times. Second time, lost it in a crushing landslide. And yet this party is so addicted to him that if he was indicted and he was in Florida, DeSantis would absolutely fucking do this. He would get on TV all the time and talk about this deep state prosecution of uh, America's greatest president ever and just <laughs> and just bang his shoe on the table for as long as possible before finally uh, Trump either willingly or unwillingly was taken in by the marshals to go to New York to be uh, to face arraignment. I mean, it's it, it is so bizarre. I, I just think about this all the time. That like would would George H W Bush or Jimmy Carter have been able to command this sort of psychotic cult of personality after their crushing losses in their presidential elections? Like why why is this party so beholden to this guy? Why do they not just see that? Trump's a losing proposition and say, hey, Donnie, tough break. Sorry you lost. Smell you later. And just and just get out of town. It, I think it rhymes with white nationalism. Wait a minute. I think I told that joke wrong. I think it is white nationalism. <laughs> They're just like, oh, Do- Donald Trump is willing to say things like all Mexicans are racist. So I love him because he seems like he likes white people and dislikes non-white people. Hey, yeah, I- he tells it like it is. 
I mean, and he likes getting on mic and saying stuff just to hear the pop of the crowd, which is incredibly important when you're in the GOP, which is the professional wrestling of politics. It absolutely is. I mean, that's that's really what Donald Trump is. He's just a guy going out there and cutting a wrestling promo about the bad, evil deep state and their evil, scummy, non-white supporters and and what you're going to do, libs, when Trumpomania runs wild on you. And then he rips off his shirt and Ben Garrison would drop a pack of, an eight pack of abs on him like a Chinese soldier and all this other stuff to pretend that he isn't what he is, which is a 75-year-old guy who's overweight. Uh, in his last year in office, his president was bragging about passing cognitive mental tests, uh, had a case of COVID so severe, his doctors were debating putting him on a ventilator or not. He's a I very mean, stable his, his wrestling foil is the dreaded ramp. It's just a yes. guy in a ramp costume. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, Lord, this fight's really about to ramp up. <laughs> <laughs> that was so terrible. It was great. His, oh, his doctor you know was like, so I am behind inclined it. to agree. Oh, oh, oh! I can't I can't endorse these jokes? <laughs> yeah, really sloping up. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, a reach. <laughs> hey, sometimes oh you gotta God. reach. You have to hit three, man. It's a rule. It's a comedy rule. I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like it's the the Trump shit is just ridiculous. And once again, like it sucks that it sucks that you will probably ending. never see the inside of a jail cell, but at least make him go through the motions. Like he he is rich, but he's not endlessly rich, so just bleed him. Bleed him. You know who is seeing the inside of a jail cell? The Q shaman. And apparently something something Q shaman. Apparently his lawyer pissed some people off. Everybody, comment everyone. Yeah, no, well, Mike, when we were doing our show notes, Mike refused to tell us what was going on with the Q shopping because it was going to freak our beans. So here we go. Well, I don't think it was going to – I was planning on freaking your beans. I oh, just wanted – The pedaling already begins. Well, well, well. What a very Republican-like way to do this, Mike. Uh, hey. Get me all uh, riled up, and then as soon as it's payoff time, backpedal immediately. That's that's me backpedaling Mike Rains, the Republican light of the podcast, as it were. Republican uh, light. No, hey, hey, I'm basically a Republican. Sarge is the centrist Democrat, and mm-hmm. L is the flaming lib. We're like the Neapolitan ice cream of politics here on this forum. In, uh, in, in the upcoming WrestleMania, so we don't get sued. Uh, when they unmask, when they finally have the big match, where they do the long anticipated unmasking of who has been the ramp. It will be revealed that it is Mike Rains all along. Yes. I, I am the ramp. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, the QAnon shaman's attorney uh, decided that he was – he begins by speaking, and he's like, look, guys, I'm going to work blue here, okay? Just work with me. Just accept this. And uh, he mm-hmm. says, a lot of these defendants, and I'm going to use this colloquial term, perhaps disrespectfully, but they're all fucking short bus people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is pretty great. Wow. This is a lawyer? This is a lawyer. This is the lawyer for the Q Shaman. This is him. <laughs> I mean, wow. Like, again, all of these conservatives. I mean, this guy has to be conservative, right? This guy, there's no way in hell this lawyer is liberal. No, this can't be when he says shit like that. <laughs> no, I, 
Yeah, the the because oh. you know still using the the term short bus to describe shit in general is an extra liberal move, right? Yes. Yeah, that's... nothing highlights that you have missed a lot of notes on wokeness, like still referring to things as short bus. Yeah, they, they don't really like that one anymore. No, no. Uh, Watkins uh, continued. These are people with brain damage. They're fucking retarded. They're on the goddamn spectrum. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, a lawyer saying this. So yeah, exactly. Look, look at look at just how performative and like this is Ooh. attitude era GOP. Like they <laughs> they, they got the, they got their Steve Austin into the presidency, and now everything else is trying to rise to match that level of edginess. Mm-hmm. And at some point, just like the attitude era, people are going to get fucking sick of it. And that's going to be that. Like, what? <laughs> oh no! And, and, and the best part about this is, after that train wreck, after he just, after he just drove that truck right into a telephone pole, he realizes he may have gone too far, and continued by saying, "But there are brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our coworkers. <laughs> They're part of our country. These aren't bad people. They don't have prior criminal history. Fuck." They were just subjected to four years plus of goddamn propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since fucking Hitler. So he finishes up by calling Trump basically Hitler, which is an awesome pivot from his previous uh, rather uh, aggressive commentary about mental illness that his client is suffering from. I wonder how his client feels about that. Man, I love it when my lawyer alienates everyone before my trial. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, I mean, he's certainly not, I don't think he's really going to be alienating any of his fucking, you know, core demo, aside from like the the handful of Republican people that happen to uh, like, you know, have uh, relatives that are like on the spectrum or have some sort of other developmental disability, you know, or maybe suffered a traumatic brain injury. (laughs) All these brain dead fucking morons. It's like, holy shit. (laughs) Nice one. Oh, Yeah, and I, and, yeah. and I mean, man, like you know, like like uh, like I grew up in, and Mike Rains is still like in New England. And for those of you who don't know, New England is home of Boston, and Boston is home of using the word retarded to describe things as a pejorative. And we have managed to get away from that shit. So if we could do it, fucking anybody can. And if we could just work on wicked now, that'd just be great. If we could somehow pry that word out of our stupid mouths, mm-hmm. which no. seems incredibly unlikely given the nature of what's going on in in Boston. Wicked, wicked well, Northeaster. Like, 
Yeah, but well, people are still going to need a way. Like, not not all people from Boston have the accent, so people are still going to need a way to discern them. Like, you know, when they're having a conversation, <laughs> Out in the world when they yeah, get so, so we we have to keep the word wicked. Otherwise, they would just be like people with good taste in sports teams. Yeah, that's right. Everyone who's not from New England, I fucking said it. Our sports teams are dope. Shit is litty titty, except for uh, the Patriots, which you know. We're having call it call it a couple of restructuring seasons. So, you know, we're, we're, going, we're going through a real we're going through a real difficult breakup. Hey, to set down that empire eventually. Mac Jones is the future, the future. I mean, here's hoping because, uh, because because when she walked out, we found out like a week later on Facebook that she's doing just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? She is doing great. She's living yep. her best life. Yes. We're we're riding couches. Yep, that's pretty much how that worked out. Not great. Not great. We need to turn that around this year. So we we shall see uh as <laughs> as the as the adventures in Hell World pivot into sports ball, uh which was which is a better place to be in than again dealing with the Q Shaman's idiot lawyer just deciding to uh disgrace his profession and America and the world and humanity in general by being just an absolutely colossal piece of shit. I don't know. Did the Q Shaman's lawyer say anything worse than Rudy Giuliani? Uh, that there's a lawyer that's really shitting on the whole profession. Uh, Rudy, I mean, Rudy's working for his time in the barrel too. I've seen a bunch of articles about how probably. I mean, most people that are talking about the like the 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 totem pole of arrests, as it were, basically Gates is like totally fucked. And then probably Rudy's more likely to get indicted than Trump actually is. But uh, I mean, it's just so crazy that basically everyone involved, everyone involved in the previous administration is in some way, shape or form facing legal jeopardy <laughs> from being anywhere near our former president. That was how scummy Trump was that now it's just sort of like, if you worked for that administration, you just like leave that section of your resume blank because you don't want law enforcement to go combing over it. Hey, but all of Trump's adult children uh, still have social uh, or have Secret Service protection, which I read is very odd and is just like scamming taxpayer money. Yes, yeah, uh, especially because like weren't two of them accused of being like like of some sort of improprietary with the bodyguards like are, is, aren't taxpayer dollars going to some like a little bodyguard flirtation and maybe molestation oh i didn't see this <sighs> oh man I, this was a couple of weeks ago it was like uh yeah a couple of like the female extended circle or whatever was accused of some sort of improprietary like acting inappropriately with members of secret service i didn't look too much further into it so i'm not going to speculate anymore but I just remember a while back there was a big story about how uh, Jarrett and Ivanka wouldn't let the Secret Service use the bathrooms in their apartment. Yeah, so they, they were being protected. So they actually had to go elsewhere. And, and they were using like the Obama's bathrooms at one point because they had contacts with the Obama family. And they were like, hey, guys, we're coming over to take a poop in your house because the current president's family won't let us. And the Obamas were like, sounds great. This is totally not weird or awkward in any way, shape, or form. Now, I just saw that Jared Kushner still has, like, Secret Service protection. They're like, that's very weird. Everyone just agrees that's really weird. And he, the Secret Service has to spend a bunch of money to follow him around now because he's still, like, a jet setter, even though he should not be. But 
Oh, and, uh, and j- he- j- just to do a little bit of due diligence, uh, as somebody speaking into this here can, a headline from the uh, theguardian.com, Trump family members got inappropriately close to Secret Service agents, book claims, and then the first uh, the first sentence of that there article is, two Trump family members got, quote, inappropriately and perhaps dangerously close, unquote, to agents protecting them while Donald Trump was president, according to a new book on the U.S. Secret Service. So if anybody oh. wants to look more into that, they can, uh, but that is what I was goofing on. Yeah, that book also went into about how uh, a bunch of the Secret Service were getting kind of like really MAGA about things. And some of them would wear red ties when they were on patrol details to show solidarity with POTUS and the boss. And that uh, once Biden got in, Biden was kind of like, yeah, I want my old detail. I do not want the current presidential detail protecting me because I don't know if they really, I don't know, like me that much. That whole, you know, catching a bullet to save my life kind of thing. Maybe that's not on their minds as much as I would like it to be. I love the idea of them having to, like, do little things like that to show solidarity with their boss or whatever to prove that they're really, uh, like, they're just like, yeah, we really love the president. And it's just like, you know what I think shows that you love the president? Being part of the presidential, like, like being part of detail. the secret service, being part like, of the secret service, being uh, being obligated to die for the president if need be. Yeah, yeah. When you are around the president, like there's like a radius around the president. The Secret Service literally calls the kill zone. That is like, if you're there, you are at risk of dying should there be an attack on the president. And the presidential motorcades now, there's like one, uh, the back car of the motorcade is basically a car that if anything happens, they literally stay and fight. And their orders are to, like, engage until dead, pretty much, in order to let the rest of the motorcade get distance and run, drive away. Well, yeah, because the, 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 the back car is the car that houses the hologram projector to keep the president, like, you know, To protect visible. him from magic bullets. Yes. So, so if anything ever happens to the back car, then the, the jig is up because they'll damage the precious hologram. So it's just like, <laughs> no, you guys have to stay and fight. No running away for you. The hologram does not have an unlimited radius. You need to stick around and handle that shit. Uh, until we get the president behind another building or something and you can turn it off. (laughs) Well, you brought up holograms. That's a great way to segue into things that don't exist, a.k.a. the Arizona audit and (laughs) the nonsense they're coming up with. Well, the Arizona... To bring it to you, buddy, that exists. That's a real thing that's happening. The Arizona audit exists. Uh, I know that's so dumb. It can't possibly be real. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> that's, that's Sadly, not true. That's impossible. <laughs> Sarge with the most low energy Luke Skywalker there's ever been. Uh, but that was out. Was out. Just no. I, I'm th- I'm throwing you under the bus, anyways. Ah, yeah. Geez. I mean that that, right. that segue was. Uh, <laughs> it was that, a reach. It, it was sometimes you get a reach, right? I learned. I, mean, it, the, I learned it from true. watching you. <laughs> Oh, you certainly didn't learn any of these segues from watching B Boy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you put these on me. I'm uh, watching you. <laughs> Next week, L gets segue duty, and we shall see how smooth it goes. Uh, ah. Executive edict for migraines. So L's back in the hot seat next week. But uh, the Arizona audit. Uh, I really feel like what happened here is that. The Republicans in Arizona were just like, you know what, we're going to let Cyber Ninja do their thing, which is whatever it is. And then after two or three weeks, they'll come to us with a report of some scandalous bullshit. We'll release a press release. 
Everyone will pretend it was a big deal. And then we'll just all get on with our lives. After having got a bunch of free media for this crap, helped everyone line their pockets with some grift, and it'll be great. And then Cyber Ninjas started harassing people for uh, servers that they have no rights to have access to. They started talking about knocking on people's doors to hold up a ballot in their face. Saying, Did you make this vote this way? Tell us what was happening with your vote. And uh, having people getting interviewed about uh, checking ballots for strands of bamboo that were on them to prove that the ballots came from China. Yeah. And it was at this point that Arizona, the Arizona Republicans realized, oh, wait, Cyber Ninjas was not some on, like smart grifting service. They're not like Roger Stone or one of these people that really is on the ball about professional supervillain. Yeah. Right. They're, these are clowns. These are clowns who don't know what they're doing. They're making it up as they go along. And in their infinite stupidity, they're making themselves look bad. They're they're going places where they shouldn't be going and trampling on toes of people they shouldn't be trampling on. Mm-hmm. And now they realize that this is going to lead to us looking like idiots for having backed these people. So uh, you have uh, you have Jack Sellers, the county, the, the county board of Sh- uh, supervisors chairman, uh, along with other uh, Republican uh, elected officials from Arizona, declaring this thing to be a grift disguised as an audit. Uh, They're asking uh, President Fan of the Senate to end this whole thing immediately. And this is, this is what happens when you get in bed with these kinds of, these kinds of scumbags, they burn you, they burn you in the most vicious manner possible. (laughs) Duh and or Ola. Yeah. And what's really, Oh my God. Like a couple nights ago, uh, Steve Bannon was on his podcast, uh, which has slightly more reach than ours, unfortunately. But one day we're going to catch you, Bannon. One day you're going down. And he actually got to the point where he was talking about, you know, all this stuff that's going on in Arizona and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, around August 15th, we might have Trump's inaugural. And then he just, like, stopped. He didn't want to say the full word to pretend that, like, maybe he was mumbling or that he was going to be saying anything other than inauguration. And then he started laughing and talking about the MyPillow guy because uh, MyPillow guy has already talked about Trump becoming the president by the end of the summer. So that would line up with August 15th. So these, these people know what they're doing and they're working this scam where Trump will be the president in three or four months. Just you wait. And by the way, keep opening your wallets and throwing money at us so that it will happen. And Trump will be the president very soon. So you're saying that they, uh, they didn't find uh, the soy sauce smoking gun uh, (laughs) that was happening on, on these ballots proving that they were from China. They're going to break into the Panda express any minute now. They did find the Szechuan sauce on the balance, but it was actually from McDonald's, which is American. So it didn't work out as much. So, as you're, so you're saying they didn't find the, the traces of bamboo on the ballots that were the smoking gun leading them for uh, to, to, to indicating that the ballots were from China? No, they have yet. To, they, they might have. I mean, we haven't seen the final report yet. So we have to <laughs> we have to hold out the possibility that the final report will show us strands of bamboo on ballots only for Biden. 
And that's how you're going to be able to denote the fake ballots. They'll all be marked for Biden and they'll all have bamboo strains in them. Whereas all the American ballots will have Trump and no bamboo and just like cheeseburger grease or like gunpowder or something on them in order to better delineate that they're American ballots. QAnon well, until, until we end. get any evidence to the contrary, it sure sounds like those ballots have no wood. Uh, speaking of no wood, you know what else has no wood? The Republican shared of the GOP in South Carolina. Boom! And that's how it's done! Segway! Yes! I figured I would save myself a week of doing it uh, next time we record by just doing it great now. <laughs> Al can take the rest of the podcast off. He's, he's, he's achieved his goals. Catch you guys later. <laughs> So uh, our good friend Lynn Wood uh, has was soundly defeated for the South Carolina Republican Party chairmanship uh, this weekend. Uh, Drew McKissick, the incumbent uh, party chair, uh, crushed him, receiving almost 70 percent of the vote. Yeah, it was by a lot. Right. When I saw it. Yeah, this was about. Eight, yeah, about, it was. It was not competitive. <laughs> this, this, was, this was. This was uncompetitive. Uh, yeah, this this made uh, Tampa Bay, Kansas City look uh, mild by comparison. Mm. This was. Uh, this was I, rough. I, I, I had to. I had to look it up once I got that idea for the segue in my head. I was like, I need to look this up to make sure that I'm going to say the right Carolina. <laughs> and I accidentally <laughs> found out more information than that. Yeah, but <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Forbes. I, I, yeah, so it was like uh, out of the 870-odd people who voted, almost 600, I think it was like 580, voted for uh, Drew McKissick. And Lynn Wood only had a couple precincts that were apparently the QAnon precincts that voted for him. <laughs> yeah, a- a- according to this Forbes article, uh, more than 67% of the GOP's 861 delegates voted for McKissick. Oh, that's a, uh, and that's Wood only drew 28%. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, Linwood uh, did not get anywhere near winning this thing. He was aggressively crushed. Uh, he uh, went to uh, Telegram to uh, wish uh, McKissick luck. Did not state what kind of luck he wished him, but just said he wished him luck and then uh, pouted a little bit. And now his telegram is back to what what Linwood cares about the most, and that is uh, fighting the uh, attempts by the Georgia Bar Association to make him undergo a mental health evaluation. I saw wow. so, so, somebody on, I, like somebody on Twitter reposted something. I don't know if it was his Gab or Telegram or whatever, but with like some people responding to the news by just being like, "I don't know, it seems fishy with those Dominion voting machines or whatever." <laughs> Like, you guys have no idea what's going on. It's it's like 861 people. What are you talking about? Like, so dumb. You, you could literally walk up to all of them and talk to them over the like over the course of a day if you wanted to. You could get their you, you could fill a chamber with them and just have like the voice vote, just a yay or nay vote. And spoiler warning: with a deficit of 67 percent to 28 percent, like you you're gonna you're it's gonna be pretty clear. Yeah, everyone in favor of Drew McKissick, raise your hand. A million arms go up, or in this case, five hundred go up. What's the energy here? Good to good to yeah. see the arms up. Lots of yeah. energy. Yeah. Everyone in favor of Lynn Wood, put your arms up. Oh, I'm not seeing a lot of arms. Uh, anyone got a cramp? Anyone no, feeling that... something? All right, okay. well, keep, keep those arms up. We're gonna get cyber ninjas in here to count these arms. We'll we'll get to <laughs> we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. We're gonna we, check the... th- this person's finger said soy sauce on him. <laughs> Fucking China man. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Q Shaman's lawyer is now part of Cyber Ninjas and is now looking at people and uh, calling them uh, ethnic slurs against uh, Chinese people. That would be the least 
weird thing ever. If you came on next week and told me that was true, I would be forced to believe you. Yeah, that's the problem with this uh, the, this actual hell world that we live in, is that nothing is implausible when it comes to this. I mean, next week, uh, Matt Gates could be president of the universe, for all we know. And it's like, oops, well, that's a thing that happened. And uh, Steve Bannon's mumble grumbles about Trump being inaugurated was actually a double-triple fake for the secret inauguration of Matt Gates, as it were. Oh, man, we are, we are plumb out of news. There's nothing less. Let's talk to our people. We can do that right now. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so Sub-Zero Shirt Art, who is rapidly coming up the ranks of our Inquisitors, uh, asks, uh, given how things have been devolving as of late, is there a way for Q followers to go any lower and dumber than JFK Jr. LARP accounts that post via Google Translate or whatever Ghost Ezra is pushing? Uh, there is a guy I hadn't been following uh, until recently who is uh, JFK Jr. Like, literally, that's the name of the channel is John F. Kennedy Jr. Has over 200,000 subscribers and uh, posts weirdly incoherent nonsense from the office of John F. Kennedy Jr., <laughs> That is his official governmental title is the office oh. of JFK Jr. What like I mean, I guess that like office is in the literal room because JFK Jr. holds no office. I, I yes, I have no idea what he holds a casket, right? He, yeah, like. well, he doesn't really hold it so much as he rests in it, as it were. Um the other thing that's really cool about the office of JFK Jr. is it is apparently in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, which I don't know why like the most liberal city in a purple state would be housing uh, JFK uh, Jr. When you would think he would have more ties to, I don't know, Boston, Massachusetts. Well, but, Boston, Boston is very close, but Boston is very close to the ocean, which he might want to be avoiding <laughs> after, after his apparent brush with death. Yes, <laughs> but it was only a brush. He is totally fine. He uh, rubbed some dirt on it. He's all good now. Uh, the other thing about these things is that his statements are gibberish. Uh, they're written very much like Riddler Q, only not questions, just bullet points. Uh, the Madison, Wisconsin message is there is only one form of truth. I Then I... He says, I am not paying the ransom exactly like my father, but the I is offset. It's like they hit space and then just wrote the <laughs> sentence anyways. A uh, few people are upset by my recent actions because I'm no fan of the terrorist organization. I'm not a fan of traitors, murderers, and criminals. To enlighten once again, there is only one form of truth. Uh, Jesus helped Kennedy. Jesus blessed Kennedy. My website will be mm -hmm. up and running soon. Oh, God, I cannot wait for his website to be up and running. The JFK Jr. website, as it were. Um, the Jesus Fan Club website starring yes. JFK Jr. There's none of those. We definitely need more of those. Yeah, there, yeah. there were so many uh, JFK Jr. Uh, Twitter and other uh, social media accounts once the whole QAnon JFK Jr. stuff started getting out of control that it's amazing that anyone could have like broken out of the pack and managed to accrue themselves um, 
an audience that is in like the six figure uh, club, as it were. And uh, the thing about this is his he comes from a social media platform that is at uh, HSRE Toucher 17. So it's like HSRE Toucher 17. And I don't exactly know what the whole I don't I don't know what the metamorphosis of this account was and how it got to this point, but um It's a it's it, it's secretly Matt Gates and the account is a high school regarding Toucher. <laughs> who is him? He is the high school toucher. This is Matt, oh, Matt Gates has outed himself. That's what I, he's been doing. Yeah, that sounds this sounds good to me. I'm Matt, willing Matt to Gates is JFK Jr. confirmed. <laughs> That makes sense. All, all, all the pieces fit. I'm now totally oh, windpilled. Breaking uh, news. Uh, my favorite part of this is when I did a Twitter search for that uh, that handle. The uh, top post is by somebody whose avatar is a black and white cat that they've photoshopped to have the Punisher skull on the neck of the cat. Because that is uh, apparently all the internet is, is Punisher skulls and cats. They no, love that no, fucking skull. get the boat. Just like we just need another flood, we've time to reset. Hey, God promised us no more floods, and and, and an almighty, all powerful being would never go back on his word. They probably also kind of wouldn't make a mistake and have to kill everybody and reset things. But hey, that's either here nor there. I mean, I, they haven't seen me play any civilization style game. There's always one reset. <laughs> Gotta got kill all of the animals, except apparently any of the animals that live in the sea. They just get to, the animals in the sea get to take over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cats and dogs, absolutely uh, covered with the sin of humanity. Dolphins and whales, blameless. The most beloved of all animals. Uh, so yeah, that is, that's always been kind of my view of the flood, is it was basically God just saying, go eat seafood. and Because <laughs> those are my chosen people. I didn't kill them. Or I eat the shit out of seafood, because all he did, he just reduced that he Thanos the population of things that were eating seafood, leaving like very nothing few things to eat seafood. the seafood, but nothing but seafood to eat. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Maybe he maybe he made it plentiful, and we are supposed to eat fish. You didn't know that. It Can was you imagine if that, if that was God's? Oh, sorry, you go. No, I, I was going to make a red lobster joke. It's not worth going back for. Uh, that's <laughs> not, well. I mean, so your red lobster joke trampled all over my Judaism joke, and now they're both dead. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the question. Listen. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Grand Inquisitor Chairman Walkman asks, it is the 30, 32nd slash 73rd Delta of Cyberpunk 2077's release. Any thoughts or revelations? And he added, I think it's 32 73rds out loud for, to help me mm. <laughs> better pronounce that. Um, well, and my immediate impression is, what the fuck is? What the fuck are you talking about? Is this just like a like a like a weird way of saying, yo? Now that Cyberpunk has been out for six months, what's the deal? Yeah, yes. I think and yes, that's that's what he's going for. Okay, that that question was hard to parse. So that, that, was, <laughs> that, that, was, that was not necessarily a dig. It was just that having having Mike read that question out loud did not help me really parse what we're supposed to be talking. about. I don't think yeah. any of us have gone back. I know I personally haven't gone back yet. I've kept up on the big patches. Is. I enjoyed my one playthrough, but I think we talked about it on a previous episode. Every time I played, I never turned off my system or stopped playing on my own. I stopped because my system crashed. So, yeah, I, I, I got halfway through my second playthrough, and that was kind of before all the patching happened. And then 
when everyone told me the patching was going to happen, I waited for the patching to happen, and then I just didn't get back into it. I mean, I the game was like fine, but what I was hoping for was like an incredible like ten out of ten, and what I got was like a six and a half or a seven, and that's like kind of like my feeling on the game was that it just there was so much that it could have been and it didn't get there. And this is only magnified. And I think we've said this before, I mean, if not here, then maybe on binge wordy, but uh, the dream on subplot is just, it, that should have been the whole game. And it's really frustrating that it wasn't. So spoiler alert for those of you who haven't gone into that, but um, I think they're making their best effort to fix it. So. Yeah. I mean, like, so the problem is, like, I, I had a perfectly fine time playing it once I started running it on Xbox One uh, X or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I would still have crashes here and there, but I didn't have any more, like, the graphical issues. So I still had, like, a, like a solid seven and a half, eight out of ten time with the game the first time around. I haven't gone back to it yet because I'm just waiting for storyline dlc to come out like like i'm waiting for new content to go through that isn't because like the last thing i want to do is like retread the original game several times and then when the dlc comes out it's like oh now i either have to pick up one of these characters where i'm already done leveling them and that's a lot of the carrot on the stick for me and have them run through the dlc or i have to retread through the game yet again until i get to the point where i can unlock this dlc so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let it simmer there's plenty of stuff to play right now if i was gonna go back and replay a game if i had access to a to a playstation system right now it would definitely be ghost of tsushima um that game i've sort of been itching to replay through uh because it's so massive and i never actually finished it the first time around yeah, right now for me, uh, they did a thing. It was like, I don't know if it was like the Play at Home series or whatever for PS4, but they did a thing where they gave out, oh, they gave away Horizon Zero Dawn and the DLC for free. Yeah. I and I did that and I realized that it didn't download it into my previously like finished game. So at some point, I'm going to break down and just replay the whole game so I can do the DLC on top of the original game because Horizon Zero Dawn was awesome and I can't wait for Forbidden West. So that's going to be like good times. Yeah, no surprise to L, but I am playing through Mass Effect Legendary Edition right now. So that's my, that's my roommate I... picked that up, and there's a chance that uh, I might I might try to tuck into it because I never really played any of those games. Um, so we'll see if me with my with my special eyes, n- nice nice reference me uh, <laughs> manages to to because you know having not played it before, like but keeping up with video game news, uh, especially back when the Mass Effect games were still, like, contemporary or whatever. Uh, Like, knowing its failures and stuff going into it, I wonder if I will be able to appreciate it the same way that people who are playing it the first go-round did. Mm. I doubt it, but we we, we might give it a try. Uh, Also, I I might start replaying Hades again, because that game's just great. Fair. Yeah. So our other Grand Inquisitor, uh, AIS Millard, asks, uh, what do you think will become of Ghost Ezra in a year? How will the posts their shift? I think the most interesting thing for all QAnon promoters over the course of like a actual year from like uh, May 19th, this uh, 2021 to 2022 is going to be just keeping hope alive, keeping everybody positive and vibing and feeling good. And I just, cause I just like see so much talk about how, uh, like they're, they'll all be like just beating their chests and saying, don't think about 2024. Think about 2021. Trump's coming back now. It's going to happen. And when you actually like go through an entire year of just constantly promoting that Trump is going to reveal himself as the president and either Biden will be de-hologrammed or reveal himself to be James Woods. James Woods. 
or yeah. yeah, or whatever the payoff is. Like just trying to keep that forward momentum going when you're in the quicksand of reality and you just have to deal with the fact that Biden is actually the president. Trump is actually just golfing and waiting to see if he gets indicted or not for his crimes. It's just going to be so hard for them to like deal with that headwind. I mean, they're going to do it and they're going to have people are going to keep buying in. But do they keep their audience uh, going strong? Do they keep growing? Uh, I was talking to some other QAnon researchers, and basically when you make an account on Telegram, that account uh, remains active for six months. It, but if you don't do anything with the account after six months, it, it sort of like goes away. And that's going to be very interesting to see like in three months and then on what happens to the numbers for all these people, for all the quote-unquote serious QAnon promoters, for the JFK Juniors, for the Ghost Ezras? Do they keep their current follower accounts? Or did a bunch of people log on Telegram and then go, ah, this shit's confusing. Ah, fuck this. I'm just going to stay on Twitter and YouTube and whatever. So, like, because it's so hard to actually get a, a feel for what their audience is at this moment. Is it growing? Is it shrinking? And... Because at least we have that sort of like kill switch on these like inactive accounts coming up in a few months. That'll be a very kind of cool barometer to see how it's going for them. But I mean, you know, at the same time, people <laughs> like Ghost Ezra are pretty spooky uh, in the sense that like the stuff they're peddling is so off the wall. And there is definitely like such a contingent like because, you know, it's not like they have they have 400,000 followers and then when six months shows up, boom, they're down to 50K or whatever. You know what I mean? Like even if even if half of their followers are inactives, that's still 200,000 people like buying into uh, James Woods is Joe Biden, uh, you know, like fucking the earth is flat, like all that weird shit. So I, I feel like the fact that there are so many people just buying into Ghost Ezra's particular brand of just off the wall lunacy uh that they're probably going to be just fine in uh, a year's time i think i think that if they have to pivot to like less QAnon related rah rah (laughs) stuff and just into more actual conspiratorial lunacy i I don't think it's really gonna affect their their user base as long as they have a platform to just talk about nonsense i mean they're they're like ghost ezra gets into holocaust denial and some really dark stuff so like he's a he is the weirdest dude he's like hey flat earth he actually at one point said like the only two things you can't question in this world is the shape of the earth and the holocaust why is that and it's just like how do you put the dumb fluffy stupidity of flat earth right next to Holocaust denial. That is such a bizarre uh, thing to smash together. And I, and I think that will be basically uh, his pivot will be just go to like pure Illuminati stuff. He'll just forget about Trump and just get into this whole thing of like, who's really running stuff around here? What's going on? And he'll become more of the hero as time goes along. He'll, he'll stop making Trump and cue the hero. And it'll be, it'll be just ghost Ezra fighting the bad guys. Is there a, uh, is there a current like king of conspiracy theory loons like outside of the Q sphere? Is there just like a current person at the top of the social media post? Just like all I do is talk about wild conspiracies. Is it Alex yeah. Jones? Kind of. It's kind of Alex, but I mean, he's been so badly deplatformed that, I mean, he does, he just doesn't have the kind of pull uh, that you would want from your conspiracy king. Uh, when one of the worst conspiracy theorists out there right now is uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf, who is just constantly posting bullshit 
on Twitter about how vaccines are bad and will kill you and you need to just reject all this bullshit and align your chakras and all this stuff and don't wear a mask. And it's just, it's so like horrible that she's allowed on Twitter has a blue check mark and just says all these things. And it's just Joe like, Rogan, Joe Rogan's the king of the conspiracy theory. Now Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan's definitely up there. But I he, guess, well, I mean, like in terms of, in terms of platform, I guess, like, like obviously because he, he's got like 200 million. That was my joke. Not a joke answer. But, but like, I mean, the thing is, is that Joe Rogan got the, got to where he is by just talking about fucking anything. So like his messaging is definitely not, the sort of juicy, viciously pro conspiracy conspiracy theory stuff that I feel like, uh, like you know, I feel like whoever wears the crown has to be more invested. Like right. Alex, mm. Jones, Alex Jones, I think is closer than Joe Rogan without right. going over. Because because the thing about Rogan is that he's just there to let you run him over. Like if you're on his show, he'll just let you truck him, and he'll just acknowledge whatever you say. And even if like you like you literally could have Alex Jones on his show one day and then have like the two guys from knowledge fight on the next day. And he would be as obsequious and spineless to both sides. And then the next day he could have Alex Jones back on and he would completely forget what what the knowledge fight guy said. And he would just go back to being Alex's buddy. Like he's just a jellyfish when it comes to these interviews. He's tofu. He's a tofu person. He takes on the, well, yeah, he, 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 he found, he found a niche that wasn't being served properly and started serving it. And now he's like fucking richer than God because of it. So like, you know, who's to say if that was the wrong call, like whether or not you like go Joe Rogan, uh, his business acumen, or at least like, the place he has settled in by either uh, like intention or just dumb luck is certainly uh, I'm jealous. I would would love for 200 million people to be listening to me or whatever. That would be incredible. Can you imagine? Yeah, we we would love an exclusive Spotify deal. Spotify, get at us. Yeah, I I tell you, like Mike Rains will try to convince you that I'm I'm worth way less than I am. But I will tell you that it it is bona fide that I am worth less than Joe Rogan. So Spotify, hit me up and I'll talk (laughs) to this kid just for you. Uh, But but yeah, anyway, so like getting back to the the, the Ghost Ezra thing, it's just like uh, the the reason I asked is because I think it would be neat if because it's pretty obvious to me that QAnon is not forever. But what QAnon's like legacy will be is that what it becomes. It, it like it has just sort of highlighted that people are still hungry for conspiratorial like stuff. Like they still want to believe in all of the dumb shit that they've always wanted to believe in. Like <laughs> you know, but like Elvis was never really dead either. Tupac was never really dead. JFK Jr. is not really dead. You know what I mean? Like the, like this shit is not new. Uh, the UFO sightings may have been real this whole time. Isn't that shit crazy? We yes. never talk about that because there's no QAnon angle to it. But yeah, you know, literally, the QAnon angle is yo this QAnon weird bullshit and like the fact that America and now the uh, the rest of the world at various stages is all on fire is detracting from the fact that UFOs are just real. <laughs> yeah, do we want to divert into UFO corner? Because for the first time ever, I have someone I know, not just like friend of a friend, but literally a friend of mine was like. Yo, I saw something I can't explain. And Doug, have I never told you I have seen something I can't explain? <laughs> no, we haven't gone over this. <laughs> really? When when when, uh, when, uh, when I was like a wee lad, like I don't bring it up very much because I was young at the time and it could have been anything, but I wasn't so young that I didn't know what an airplane was. Well, right. When I was a wee lad, I was living in Georgia at the time and I saw what I can only describe as a triangular and not like a not a not a fucking airplane 
uh, because I was looking at it from ground level going up. So unless, if it was an airplane, it was doing like it was a doing a barrel roll at the time <laughs> because I looked up and I go, I see describe as like it looked like a triangular flying craft, just like <laughs> like kind of hovering over the moon. Like it was just like like the way the moonlight lit, like it was backlit by the moon. I just saw it like slowly fly across it. Now, like again, I was really young. There's a chance it could have been an airplane, but I know what airplanes look like. And this whole time, like it just looked sort of like a it looked sort of like a doorstop, for lack of a better term. It just looked like a like a like a full on triangle. It was weird. I don't talk about it very much, but it, like it definitely happened. Like, was it an alien? Uh-huh. I have no idea what it was. I just don't think it was an airplane. Like, it could have been like a like the, like if somebody told me it was a weather kite that the government was like experimenting with. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> there's our there's our next special series. Audience, get at us. You want to hear us talk about UFOs and and pay us money for it? I will gladly talk about UFOs uh, for your money. I'm down for any sort of uh, any topic that people want us to spit into a can for for bonus content. I am there, and I am there yesterday. You know, we we need a uh, we need Ghost Ezra to take the crown for <laughs> conspiratorial lunacy, and then we need to come for the crown as like the the countermeasure to Ghost Ezra, where we're just like, hey, we're 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 coming for it. You're on notice. Last podcast on the left. <laughs> Unless Spotify does, in fact, want to uh, want to throw some of that money our way, in which case we will happily re-embrace our Spotify exclusive friends. Last podcast on the left. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll join the last podcast network if someone wants to pay us to do this full time. I will sell out so fast. I don't think there's anything such thing as selling out anymore. What oh, yeah, is our next question? Uh, off topic: eggnog or pumpkin pie? Oh shit! Oh yeah, I saw this one on Twitter. Oh baby, um, oh baby, pumpkin pie because eggnog makes me sick. Like literally, I can't have it without taking a pill. So pumpkin pie. Uh, I love eggnog. I really love eggnog. It's delicious. So I'm a huge. See this person. one. There's a lot of variables. <laughs> well, I mean, are we talking homemade? Are we me talking? And, me and El have lived together, so I know he's going to land on eggnog. He's going to debate it for a while, but he's going to land on eggnog eventually. Well, I mean, you guys that like like w- w- when we lived together, we were not in pumpkin pie country, my dude. <laughs> like you, like nobody, nobody ever introduced me to a pumpkin pie that was worth half a shit. And I'm going to say off the shelf, absolutely, a carton of eggnog from Hood or whatever is better than just your your average like market basket or what have you, uh, you know, food lion brand pumpkin pie. Uh, but I think homemade does make it a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And are we talking to, like, are there any sort of fixings or whatever? Like, can I, can I a la mode that pie? Cause that might put pie over the top if I can a la mode it. Right. Um, yeah. No, for uh, sure. So, I mean, I think like if we're, if we're talking store-bought, absolutely eggnog over pumpkin pie, like a hundred percent of the time. No, no, no contest. If we're talking homemade, and you get to choose your fixins because, like, homemade eggnog is better. Oh, but I guess I is booze a fixin? <laughs> yeah, that we we need more information. The yeah, so, okay, listener, so, so, come so, back so, to us with more details. For now, I can answer it this way: no fixins, store bought eggnog over pumpkin pie. Homemade fixings, not including booze. <laughs> Pumpkin pie with the Alamo treatment because I just like the juxtaposition of warm pie and cold ice cream or custard if you're like British because custard is delicious. Uh, and then if booze gets introduced re- back into the equation as a fix-in, I think that gives eggnog the edge once again because who doesn't want to get a little toasty during the holiday season? 
So I guess, like like I said, a lot of variables. But I do love both equally. It's sort of like Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Delicious Choice. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie's Delicious Choice. That That is the name of our little Debbie replacement. Yes. Boy, if ever there was a name for a podcast right there, Sophie's Delicious Choice. Uh, We we need need to get on that one. That, like, you know, hit us up on our social media if you want uh, Sophie's Delicious Choice as one of your bonus podcast offerings for our Patreon supporters. I will be happy to make the hard choices. Uh, That would be great. That's our that's our snack podcast within a podcast. Oh, oh, fuck it. Now we're doing bonus content. We we don't need to have podcasts within podcasts. We can have podcasts that spin off for the people that are willing to give us money. (laughs) We will gladly eat your weird snacks that you send us for Sophie's Delicious Choice. I'm not opting in for that. No, I will not. I like, I mean, uh, there's a chance I would do that, but I'm not as 100% double. (laughs) Send us food mystery people and I will eat it is not something that I'm going to (laughs) commit to. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're only an anti-QAnon podcast that we're not going to get a a fucking. are always always fucking like you, 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 you were complaining earlier about maybe having to fight Jordan Sather. At one point, Mike Rain said that, said that like my my time was only worth $5. And now you're trying to say that I'll eat anything our listeners submit to us. Let's all. Not Let's not throw anything. each other under the bus no, in that way, guys. snacks. Actual snacks. They have to come in wrappers. And Some have snacks are nutrients. awful. Like that, uh, God, I can't remember the name. But what's the, the name price of that, you that, pay? That, like, fermented shark from, like, Iceland or whatever. That's, <laughs> like, so, like, you know, it's got that horrible name. Like, you literally can't open a can of it in a room without having to just burn the room to the ground. Yeah, I'm not committed to eating that. Somebody says this. How about any salt-based candy? Like, salty licorice. My mom has my mom is traumatized by that fermented shark stuff. She brings it up like once every six months. It's like I can't believe people eat that. It's the worst thing in the history of the universe. It, yeah, it, humanity has been eating weird, gross shit to stay alive for a long time now. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question that L was tromping at the bit to answer. And, um, <laughs> champing, not tromping. Tromp. Okay, champing. Uh, so Thirty uh, Rock taught me that. Yeah. Uh, Unlucky Leaf has uh, two quick questions to, uh, for us to wrap this up. Uh, the first one is, do Lady Gaga and poker share the same poker face? Uh, I have to say that uh, I dealt the World Series of Poker in 2009 when Poker Face was blowing up on the radio. And it was like the third song in the casino all the time. I heard that song so much. It Oh, it drove me crazy. I mean, it was just like, I get it. Can can we please get over it? But but poker being so thirsty as it was for any mainstream attention and adulation, that there was a big song called Poker Face out there meant that the casino had to run it into the ground. Uh, as it comes from my actual poker face, I... I'm pretty, like, I would just say good at that because I've played so much poker. I'm kind of jaded and cynical about things nowadays and running a bluff or having a big hand. I've done that so often it really doesn't, like, get the blood pumping, as it were. I mean, if it was a big pot and there was, like, a lot of money on the line, then, yeah, maybe there would be some cracks. Maybe I maybe I would give something away. But if the, the pot's, like, $80 and I was, like, slide 50 bucks in there as a bluff, like – I don't think you'd be able to like make an easy read on me, as it were. That I'm like, I'm like, oh, he doesn't have it. I got him. I do call or whatever. I think that I would either win or fail based on the merit of my play and the strength of your hand, as it were. So, 
uh, that would be my take on that issue. Uh, Sarge doesn't play poker at all, so he has no. nothing to offer us here. I play magic, and I give shit away all the time. Uh, <laughs> on, your, on your other thing, though, I joined the army right after the song "American Soldier" came out, so I feel your pain in a different yeah, way. That, that definitely beats mine. I, I was working at a I was working at a GameStop uh, back when uh, they're like in. They used to send us a disc that we would have to like put into a machine to like play the you know the fucking advertise role for the store, right? And yeah. uh, one one of them had the killers when you were young on on it, <laughs> and uh, that was so, so I got to listen to that like twenty or thirty times a day, and uh, you know it, it wasn't it wasn't completely useless because it it did hit me to the fact that uh, I like. I always thought that there was something weird about the killers and then listen to having to listen to that song over and over again, uh, hit me the fact that the lead singer of the killer sings like a Dracula. Like I've talked to Sarge about this before, but that song is simply just like, you can imagine Dracula saying, he doesn't look a thing like Jesus. Blah. Anyway. <laughs> and then, uh, as, for, as for the poker face, I haven't done it for like high stakes or like any stakes, like financially really in a while, but I like to think I'm pretty good at hidden information games like secret hitler and stuff mm-hmm. yeah l is yeah, very good at uh the social social hidden information games i would definitely say that but he's we terrible have- at any game that involves luck <laughs> I mean, that, oh yeah that is true like man if i could really just wrap my head around like if i just dedicated myself to chess maybe maybe that's the lane i've been missing this whole time it's just a game where there is literal zero luck <laughs> <laughs> and uh finally unlucky leaf asks if joe biden is a hologram and trump is really president have you seen any q folks go after q folks for bad biden policy and explain that this is a really a bad trump policy with biden just being the messenger of the policy it's wow. even uh, I have heard this that like people explain. Uh, Ghost Ezra loves to talk about this, and a bunch of other promoters will say stuff like, "The stuff Biden's doing is waking up the normies to how terrible he is. He's the ultimate red pill. It's almost like he's under control." <laughs> so basically, all the disastrous bad things that are happening under Biden are done on purpose to show America the evils of liberalism and the terrible nature of democratic governance. So we will get red pilled and then run back to daddy Trump, either when he reassumes the presidency via argle bargle in 2021, or when we reelect him in a landslide that is so powerful, he even carries California and it finally goes red in the storm wave. The storm wave, yes. The powerful storm wave arrives. So, yes, they've created this alternate reality where uh, Biden's evil is just part of the plan because it's waking people up. Like, I've seen some people say, Biden's the ultimate red pill. Like, his disastrous presidency is making even the hardest of hard normies figure out the harsh truth about what's really going on. Meanwhile, all the normies are just cashing their $1,400 checks, getting their shots and taking their masks off. So, I mean, it's just it's just the normies are not getting pilled the way QAnon wishes they were. So, <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe they should be rolling those pills into life saving vaccines and then a lot more people would opt in. Yes. Because so, uh, I know that my 5G is amazing right now. man. Did you see what what state is it? I think it's Arkansas. They're going to give out $5 million, $1 million to oh, five Ohio. different... Oh, no, that was Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. yeah. The, the, yeah. the vaccine lottery. Yep. Yeah, five people in Ohio are going to win a million dollars each of a fruits of vaccination. Okay, I, I, wish, I wish my state would fire that up. Let's go. I'll take my free roll entry into a million-dollar tournament. Let's yeah. do this. Same, same. Massachusetts, get on that shit. Let's go. 
Put me in yeah. for a million ball. Yeah, I mean, God, God that would be like, the, it would be the easiest million dollars they ever spent too because I would never be able to claim it because upon learning that I had won $1 million less taxes, my heart would immediately explode out of my chest. <laughs> I would just, I would just, I would just die. So much stress would be pulled out of me all at once that I like, <laughs> the, like the, an empty skin mass that used to be me would just hit the ground. All of my bones and organs would dis- disintegrate immediately. Like when, a, <laughs> like when an addict goes to rehab and dies. Yeah, I mean, every stressful thing in my life has to do with the fact that I don't make enough money. So winning a million dollars would kill me. Like, it would just be like, bam! I I, I would die with the biggest smile on my face. I I remember someone saying that, like, they came back from school or something, and their dog hadn't seen them for, like, a year, and their dog actually died of happiness upon seeing them. The dog was so excited, it, like, freaked out and had a heart attack or something. Yikes. it was like the strangest, weirdest, most like, oh my God, how could this actually be happening kind of thing. And they were like, yeah, that it was just so overcome with emotion. It didn't know how to process it and couldn't handle it. <laughs> and uh, Mike, that... Mike, Mike Raids knows how to end a show talking yeah, about dog death. Talking about a dog, a, a dog dying of, uh, I guess, the opposite of loneliness. Like, being yeah. so, <laughs> Take being us so happy that they weren't alone anymore, that they are dead. And now I have to follow that with our, with our outro stuff, which is great. Take so, us you know, setting me up for failure. Uh, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that for free. By simply telling somebody about the podcast that might be interested in listening, spreading the word, or going ahead and giving us a five-star review on whatever platform you are receiving the podcast from. If you are so inclined and you have a little jingle jangle that you wouldn't mind throwing our way, you can do that by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics. Anybody who donates to our Patreon at $5 and above gets access to our bonus content, including our current series uh, Cabalin, where we are talking about Fall of the Cabal, uh, breaking it down and reacting to it the way we used to the old Q drops. And uh, Mike Reigns' solo outfit, The Foulest D, discussing the JFK assassination. If you have that jingle jangle and you don't want to give it to us because we're just a bunch of white jerks on the internet, uh, we totally understand. Uh, if you want to do some good with it, you can donate it to love146.org. Uh, and their vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. The way that QAnon claims they're about, but really aren't. Uh, just look at them standing by their man, Matt Gates. Uh, if you do donate to the the uh, Patreon for us, though, uh, you will become one of our beautiful old babies, which will entitle you to a shout out uh, as Katie and Becky D are finding out now. Thank you so much for your contributions to the cause, Katie and Becky D. We hope that you're enjoying Cabalin and the Foulest Deed. We also have more stuff coming in the future. So after we are done talking about Fall of the Cabal, be on the lookout for more content. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Hellworld. That's Hellworld spelled with a Q instead of an O in the word world. Uh, if you'd like to follow our good friend Frosty, the voice, uh, the voiceover artist who did our content warning and when we need him is the voice of Q, you can do so by following him at FrostyVO on Twitter. Our Intro music provided by DJ Minimal Effort, who remains too cool for social media. One last thing before we head out. Uh, If you are interested in more content from us and you don't want to pay us any money on our Patreon, we got you covered, you cheap fuck. You can listen to Sarge and I talk about pop media on our podcast, Binge Wordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. Find that wherever podcasts are available or follow us on Twitter at Binge Wordy. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I am Hellworld L, signing off. 
for Hellworld Sarge and our expert Mike Rains. <laughs> Good speed, Patriots. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.